manic, pertaining to or affected by excessive excitement or enthusiasm craze. This is Manic Mindset. It's time for another Manic episode with Haley and Lynn. Join us each week as we dive down the rabbit hole of navigating life while being hyper-focused on success. Our Manic moments are where some of our best ideas come from. We not only embrace the chaos, we thrive in it. Hey guys, welcome back. This week we have a really special guest. I'm going to let Haley introduce her. Woo-hoo. Hey guys, so I'm really excited to introduce this amazing human being she is my cousin her name is tori armstrong we are we grew up like sisters we were raised most of our lives together so i'm really excited that she's gonna hop on this podcast with us and we're gonna do it kind of like interview style so lynn is gonna be the person asking all the questions today and um, i'm just gonna kind of touch a little bit on it and then i'm gonna let tori take it over but tori and i grew up in a small town in indiana we both come from back stories that are very similar um everything that we have we have hustled for grind for and she is in the top one percent of her company now and she did all of that through blood sweat and tears and i'm super proud of her and i think her story is amazing and that's why i'm glad we got to jump on this today so you guys can get to know her and she also has a podcast which she'll tell you guys a little bit about so make sure you go follow that Tori. Yay! Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here, and I love both of you guys. Do you hear that energy? Right. Yeah. Tori's a morning person. I am a morning person. I got a little bit of uh, kitty catness in me. Meow. Meow. So I am super grateful for Haley and Lynn to be here, and I really um, love Haley's story just because like we grew up together and we have the same work ethic and what we do is so similar. I love watching her having the success that she's having because we're, we're basically doing the same same line of work, just different. Um, I'm, I'm in network marketing and she's over in real estate and we're having mad success because we know we know what it's like to not have the things and we know that we want to create a new cycle a new path for our families so uh my podcast is totally tori go check it out i'm excited to be here i'm actually going to air this over on mine as well Ooh, we're excited yeah and i'm excited for these interview questions so uh let's dive into them yeah okay so i'm gonna put you guys in the hot seat my thought is i'll say the question and then you guys can kind of decide who wants to answer it if you both feel like you want to answer it um or if you want to pass which Hmm, don't do that a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Too bad we didn't have one of those wheels where, like, if you don't answer it, you have to, like, eat the food oh. or drink the shot. Well, like, you know what? We did James pour Charles. champagne because we're us, so you guys have to take a sip if you pass. Okay. That's the new rule. Ooh, okay. Uh, can I take a sip if I don't pass? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. First one, what are the top three things you attribute your success to? Tori, you want to take this one or you want me to do? Go for it. Okay. Um... First one is definitely going to be the way I grew up. I'm so thankful for it. It's made me who I am today. Everyone knows the story now. If you listen to the podcast, you you know a lot about it. Um, for every single thing in my life that has happened bad, it has taught me a lesson and it's made me who I am. It's made me strong. Um, and then trying to think like what I definitely my husband Mm -hmm. he's always supported me in anything that I do he's always been the person that I will go to work and do a job that makes sure that you know we have a check every week we have insurance 
we have those things that we have to live with while you're figuring out what you want to do in your life. And then I definitely will have to say my kids. And the reason being my kids is not because I want to say, oh, my, you know, my family, right? I had my kids really young. I had my son at 18 years old. And I think that if it wasn't for having him so young, it wouldn't have pushed me to want to be a better person for him. Um, Same thing with my daughter. It makes me want to show her that she never has to depend on a man. I love my husband. I want him. I never need him. So I really wanted to show that to my daughter, especially that you can want somebody and not have to need them, especially growing up in the era that we did. I know my mom, she's probably like, quit mentioning, keep my name out your mouth, right? (laughs) But my mom always said, make sure you marry somebody who can take care of you. Make sure you marry somebody with a good job, makes good money. And I, I hated that. I felt like it was kind of like this trap that if... I didn't find somebody who could do all those things that I wasn't going to have a great life. And so now I do have somebody who's willing to do those things and create a good life for their family, but I don't have to have him. I want him. So I think that was a huge thing for me. I think if I had to sum it up, I would say just gratitude for the hard times because there's always a lesson Mm -hmm. in everything. So it's really shaped us of who we are, which is why we're on a similar path because we went through the hard, we've looked for the lesson. It's like, I don't want that. I'm going this way and I'm going to make sure and create that. For sure. Um, I'm going to have to tell Dylan, you said you want him Mm. and you're going to have to pay for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, next one. What's one regret you have in life? Tori. Oh, regret in life. I actually, I mean, going back to it, I I don't think I have a regret in life because I have found a lesson in every single thing. I've had some really things that have happened, but it really has shaped me who I am. And I know that sounds like repeat, but I I don't I don't really have a regret. I'm I'm actually very some of the most challenging things that have happened in my life have made me who I am, and I am actually very very grateful for those things. I. I want to say I have a regret, but I don't either because, like, there are times I look back and go, why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I move sooner? Why didn't I do this sooner? Like, I have those regret thoughts, but then I go, but that wasn't my time. That wasn't supposed to happen then. Like, everything is supposed to happen for a reason. So I agree with you. I don't have a lot of regrets either. Maybe I regret, like, cutting somebody off like, mm. not, maybe I should have did that sooner. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, but, yeah. but then you turn. I was with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, both of you take a drink because you had no regrets. Okay. Um, Woo, cheers. <laughs> okay, if money was not a factor, what's one thing you would buy for yourself or someone else? And oh. One of the answers better be a Range Rover for Lynn. Oh. Oh, oh, I would buy you a Range Rover. <laughs> I actually would buy myself a whole island, but it wouldn't be for myself. It would be for everybody I know, and I would load that thing up with some beach houses. Ooh. And anybody would come and just, it would just be a place where money is not an object. Mm-hmm. There's, you do what you want to do. You be, you are a human being, being, and having a great time and lots of laughs. That's the only requirement I don't think I can for that island. That. Right? That was a good one. That was a really good That's one. That's the only requirement. There has to be lots and of laughs. And that was so nice. That was for like everyone. And I was like, Range Rover. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really hard for me because uh, I do not. I don't have a lot of value on things, so that's really hard for me. I'm not like that type of person. Be like, I buy me a private jet. Like, I don't care about that kind of stuff. We gotta get to so, Tori's Island, though. So yeah, we need so a jet. we need a jet <laughs> to need get to jet. Tori's Island. But I, I think that was like the best answer that ever. Was, that was like, really good. I, 
I don't know. I just like things aren't aren't my thing. You're a lot like me. Travel. It's the Travel. it's the freedom. Memories. The freedom. You can't put a price on a, like we were talking about you going to dinner with your kids. Like you cannot put a price on being at dinner with somebody and being present. You can't put a price on travel for me it's no I agree the the memories that are created yes I you cannot put a price on memories living your life to the fullest and I really think like having everybody wants that financial freedom and you and I kind of dived into this a little bit like once you have that financial freedom you don't sometimes like I mean I do not have that financial freedom yet but in your life you kind of do have financial freedom right now but you weren't even like really living in it because you didn't even realize that you had financial freedom because I don't I we have this like thought in the back of our mind that we never want to be what we were before and I think you've started breaking open a little bit more on that and I think it looks different for everybody you know some people look at being having the things or being able to do what you want for me Time is what it it all comes down to is I want the time flexibility. I want to be there for every moment with my kids. That to me is what, when you talk about financial freedom, financial freedom is time when you don't have to worry about what it's going to cost or you don't, you know, it's, it's truly being able to be present. So for me, that's what it would be. I agree. That's what I'm talking about when I say financial freedom, not that I can go out and buy whatever I want. I'm really talking about, I struggle with, um, a pool day with my family. Am I sacrificing a uh, a paycheck by having this pool day with my family, right? It seems a little crazy when you say it out loud, right? The people but people don't care about your family time, right? In the business that I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, they want what they want and they want it now. And if you're not going to do it for them, somebody else will. And so I've always had that um, scarcity mindset. That's a scarcity mindset. Worried that I'm going to miss out. Worried that I'm going to miss out. And, and so- really it's an abundance. There's an abundance of everything. And I think of with my children changing the cycle of, you know, I, I do my business full time. My husband, he no longer works. He is with, in the business with me and he my retired. children. Eh! <laughs> and uh, my, we like to say, yeah, we retired him. Uh, he he gets to do the things he wants. People always say, hey, what's your husband doing? I'm like, I don't know. He's doing whatever the hell he wants today. Yeah. Uh, but really, when it gets down to it, the power of it is our kids get to have both parents there for everything. I actually looked at my husband the other day. We were getting ready to go to my son's baseball game. I'm like, all these people are working and they're trying to get off work to make it to the game in time. We've sat around all day waiting for this game. We're ready to celebrate. Right. And to see our kids, if they, if both parents aren't there, they're like, wait, you're not going to be there? Debt? What? Well, I have to have both parents there. And that's like a new norm. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes for kids when they're busy in sports, it's like if you can get one parent there. Our kids now have a new standard that's set to have both parents there and mm-hmm. they get to create that and I, I it makes me really excited for the future of what their expectations are going to be when they have families I uh, 100% agree with that Dylan recently just started his own business and stuff and it was just a few days too I looked at him I'm like I don't know how we did it when you worked Mm-hmm. But him being at home more, even though he's running his own business, his flexibility has changed a little bit. And it's it, it has been able to help me grow my business a little bit more, too, because I don't have to stop in the middle of the day and then go run kids. And I think Eric does that for you as well. I'm going to say a shout out to Dylan and Eric right now. Woo-hoo! Cheers, well, because well, they make our Eric's dreams possible. Too. Right? <laughs> yes. Lynn's Eric, Eric does it, too. Eric but I feel like Dylan. he's got shout outs like the last like three or four episodes. He says every time he listens to it like religiously and every time he listens he texts I just want to remind you I'm the main character. I'm like yeah we know. Well, <laughs> it's it funny because somebody stopped me and they were like 
what does Lynn want? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> we feel like she wants something from Eric. And I'm Always. like, why? They're like, <laughs> because she talks about it all the time. Like, she <laughs> she loves like, him. She, she definitely has a list of wants, but yeah, she does he, like him and he is cool as shit and she does love him. But yeah. Um, Just so you know, when I told him that you got to retire, Eric, he was like, tapping his wrist like let's go I'm let's ready. do like, it <laughs> it's a new life it's awesome he does a lot of pickleball goes mm-hmm. to the gym oh see now you're speaking we're not mentioning the casino no <laughs> <laughs> i really am convinced we're married to the same person yes. <laughs> it's those erics um okay so we talked a little bit about the travel and how that was really important so on that note what's the best trip you've ever taken i feel like you should both yeah, answer I, that. I don't know if i could answer this it's not gonna top hers at I, mean, all. I feel like yours is coming up yours is about to be the best one it's because oh, of her though yeah, yeah. that's yeah. really exciting that. yes before you do that i do have to share because i one of my favorite things to do is travel and i have traveled all over the world and you know thoughts become things and when i was younger i was i'll never forget the feeling of being a coming home from spring break and being, we, we didn't have the money. We weren't able to do those things. And I'll never forget having my friends, having their hair all braided and they're all suntan. And I was like, someday I want to travel. And I always thought about it. And that's truly what my life is now is I get to travel. And uh, I have traveled so many places, some of my top places, Ireland, uh, Bermuda, but South Africa is one that really sticks out to me. Mm. Again, it goes back to the memories. And I'll just share quickly. I had a baboon, two baboons in my room and that memory of just my husband was in there and I remember taking a shower and him screaming, Tori! And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, something is not okay. And I come out and I don't know if you've ever seen a baboon up close, but I mean, it is, it's bigger than a human. It's a big, big. They're not nice. Oh, They're no, not friendly. No. And my husband tried to throw a wine bottle to get him out of the room. <laughs> and I, at the time, I couldn't think of the word baboon. I'm like, oh my gosh, we have a monkey in our room. And when you say a monkey jumping on your bed, it jumped on our bed. So my husband is uh, diabetic, so we had a little snack bag sitting on the thing. And one baboon came in and like came in, hopped on the table to get the bag. And we had a piece of chocolate because they had just made the bed on the bed in the room. It jumped on the bed, grabbed the chocolate, jumped over. Another baboon was literally guarding the door and Eric stomping his foot. I'm (laughs) screaming in the shower, come out of the shower. I'm naked and he's like stomping his foot, trying to throw this. And again, it goes back to the memories of it, but he goes to throw this wine bottle and all I can think is this baboon, I mean, you. it says you do not show your teeth to baboons. Like, they're ready to fight. I'm like, you throw that. It, it will attack you. You will die. I picture me naked. Oh, I was naked in the hallway. Up with the you can't take that out. Can't edit that out. <laughs> I was standing in the hallway oh like this, naked, thinking, oh, my gosh. This is where I died. Do you have yes. those moments? Like, this is it. This is where I died. So, naked with the baboon. Oh, and <laughs> probably the best part of it all is the next morning we're at breakfast, and, and this was a a work trip so it was like all our team there and everybody's showing these pictures of this baboon sitting out on the roof <laughs> eating a fiber one bar i love fiber one bar <laughs> it's your fiber one bar yes. oh so yeah but i mean there's so many great memories but south africa was a really really pretty place that's one of my favorite ones but go take it over well, I'm so not only does she say like south africa but she's getting ready to go to dubai too and yes. i'm really gonna be living that's my life my through you on that one, so I'm really excited about that. But Tori and I are getting ready to go to Europe, and I'm really excited about that. We are going to Switzerland, Mulan, and Rome. 
Yeah, we'll go Rome a few days, then we'll go over to Geneva, Switzerland, and then from there we will go to Milan, Italy. Can you please make her shop in Milan so I can just Oh, we're definitely doing some shopping. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're going to Louis and stuff, and I'm like, I'm just going to record it, okay? (laughs) Oh, she's going to come back with a purse. Uh, I'm like, I'm not going to buy a purse. I can feed Mm -hmm. babies, okay? I'm going to need you to send me pictures of the purses, though. I will. I'll probably get kicked out. They're like, ma'am, no pictures. (laughs) We might have to put a bet on this to see if she actually purchases. I bet she will. We need to make her, because when she's like, I feel sick, I'll be like, let me wear it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I will say I'm very much looking forward to that trip. Not just because we get the experience of it, but I get to do it with you. And I think that we're going to have moments where we really just, I'm going to cry right now. I'm sorry, I'm a crier. (laughs) Where we really get to sit in those moments for just a second and just go, holy shit. We just, like, we're here together. And no one in our family has ever been able to be like, we're doing this. Have you, you know? guys traveled together like that before? We've traveled together like... Not to Europe. Not well, to Europe. I know we went to like Florida. North Carolina. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like North Carolina, Florida, stuff like that. But I we mean, are like the same person, so yeah. we can read each other pretty well. And this I is, like, new very level, much I set my, my one boundary for her. Oh God! I have to sleep. I cannot go three days without sleep. Like, and she I don't can. sleep. Are you already prepared for her luggage fee overage? Because it's going to happen. <laughs> you need to get save yourself save. time and order her that little baby travel noise machine because she's going to bring the unit. Oh yes, <laughs> the unit. Well, she. Hey, th- there's live- an app for everything. That is true. And she can live on an, less than an hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I'm an evil human. I think yesterday, what we hung out, we had a great time. I was on two hours of sleep. Yeah, no, nope, I can nope. go. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's a scare. I'm very scared. I'm for that. here to bring the party. I know. I'm gonna need an <laughs> IV bag. <laughs> so, um, you had talked about the monkeys. It's so funny because we had gone to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Is that where we went with Shelly? And everyone was like, "You have to see these monkeys." And on like the last day, we're like, "We're the only ones that haven't seen monkeys." Sure enough, they come on like our little patio. There's a mama monkey and a baby. And I'm like, you know, typical, like, basic bitch. I'm like, I'm going to feed the monkey. Like, oh, I'm going to feed it. So I just got real close and, like, handed the mama monkey, like, a whenever I had, like, a pancake or something. When I tell you that thing screamed at me and then I screamed and then everyone screamed. <laughs> <laughs> like, monkeys are adorable, but they're not nice. I'm pretty you sure just there need to look at everywhere them. that said, don't feed the, don't feed the monkeys. Absolutely. <laughs> just look from afar. They're yes. not pets. Just yes. enjoy them. We had, like, an outdoor, like, um soaker tub in our room and it was just like licking up the bath water like it was just living its best life and then I'm watching it and I'm like can't get back in the tub now (laughs) can't use the tub again it's not the same Uh, okay um let's see what is one thing you cannot stand I bet it's the same lazy people lazy people (laughs) piss me off and I'm just very blunt. So it's, I'm laughing a little bit right now because I just said piss me off because Tori doesn't cuss on her podcast. <laughs> I'm this over there. Well. Make sure you switch it to the so, little explicit button. Haley's <laughs> the one who says the word and then I'm the one that spells it out. So I say the word because one, I read a thing that said it makes you, you're, happy, you're a happier person because you cuss. So I, I totally embrace that, right? But... It really, lazy people make me mad. And I don't think that some people are lazy in the aspect, like their standard is like, I'm not lazy. I worked all day. I'm going to chill, right? I don't have a chill mode. I have like a go mode. Um, I actually have my own internal like thoughts and bets with myself. Like I drink all night and then maybe I like get up and I'm at the gym working and everything. And inside myself, I'm like, yeah, girl, 
you just woke up, shook it off, and like walked out that door. You ain't hangover who? You know? I really like I really like love that about myself. So I'm, I was struggling today. I was gonna because say, wasn't she like two hours late? I really was because I drank the that beer. I don't drink beer, so that was a rough, rough, rough start for me. It but was a seltzer, by the way. It was like a seltzer beer, is at a brewery, but still. It was like that uh rose uh draft they have at that one place. That's Can what I just me of. set the standard of what happened yesterday? She got off her flight. We went and had mimosas at my aunt and uncle's. When I say mimosas, it's like more champagne. (laughs) Then we came to the pool at my house and we had two or three tequila drinks. And then we went and had beer. And then we had wine last night. Like we just did the whole combination. It was a lot. I'm amazed you made it to the event on time because when you texted me at like 2 30, we're like, come over. And I was like, we have to be there at 3 30. She's like, I'm leaving at 3 30. I'm like, no, no. You told everyone 3 30. You said you'd be there at 3 30. She's like, I'm just at the pool. I'm like, I know damn well you should be drying your hair already. <laughs> I made it though, right? I you made did. it. You sure did. And I and I told Tori, I'm like, I cannot be late. I can't have my whole team tell them don't be late and then me be late. So I have to be on time. So mm-hmm. I was on time, but I can't stand lazy people. I, yeah, I, I and those like, are usually the people that are like, you're so lucky. You're lucky that you got in at the ground. Yeah. Oh, you're so lucky that you that you started real estate during COVID. You're so lucky that you live in a neighborhood that is a master plan. You got in at the right time. I like, I can't them. stand it's that. It's not luck. I worked really hard. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I would say lazy people or people in victim mode. I'm not mm-hmm. somebody with victim mentality. Like, I'm like there's always a lesson. What's the lesson? Okay, going forward, let's not do that again. Let's figure this out. So I would say the people who really sit in their crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yuck. Tori's like, oh, you lost your leg? You're fine. Get up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, let's just talk about that for a second. <laughs> Haley's like, hey, such, such and such is going on with your brother. Like, uh, I know you're going to give it to me real. I'm like, oh yeah, he's in the hospital, but he'll be fine. And she's like, you you just have no emotion to it. I'm like, I do, but I know what what's coming next. Like, mm-hmm. I know that he's he's in the right place. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> so she always laughs because so many people kind of sit and they're like, well, what if this happens? And what if this happens? I'm like, you could spend all day doing that. I got things to do. I got a business. I got an empire to build. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit in that. They're in the great place. They have great care. Let's move forward. I've yeah. done everything I can do. Yes. Uh, for <laughs> I'm dead serious. So, like, I told her that right after I said, I'm like, I literally could have called you and said that, like, he like took a chainsaw to his arm. You're like, okay, well, great, because they have prosthetics out there. And just like, <laughs> <laughs> you make me sound so cruel. No, it's not cruel. She's just like, I have a re- I, there's a resolution I, I to this. I can relate though. That's how I am. She's Every like, time I cry around Lynn, she, cry around Lynn, she's like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> like, let me know when you're done, and I'll help you find an app for that or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> not like a cryy. Like, I, I have a lot of emotions, and I can sit in it, but I. I don't sit very long, and I I like to move forward quickly. Like yeah. I don't like to sit in the ick. I'm very much like if I'm sad, I listen to sad music. If I'm depressed, I want to watch like a depressed movie or something. I get it out, and then I'm done. Yes, and I move on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's your biggest struggle in your business? I would say for me, n- realizing that not everybody has the same work ethic as mm-hmm. me, and that's okay. Like we're all different and being okay with that. I I tend to set expectations where I think, well, I did this, you should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think in my business, a lot of times they will say, oh, Tori's the unicorn because not everybody works at my level. You can, Mm -hmm. and there's lots of things that I can inspire and I can teach, but knowing that not everyone is like me and being okay with that. And you can't teach motivation. No. So that's infuriating sometimes. So I, I think that's my struggle too. Um, 
I feel like a lot of people that, I mean, not necessarily, one thing that I love about Lynn is, especially I'm going to speak to my team. My team is much smaller than yours. You're just made up of thousands of people around the world, right? <laughs> I have six people. So Lynn does not have <laughs> boundaries. Like, you know, she has the boundaries that I have, not a lot of them, which makes a great entrepreneur. You just have to find balance somewhere, but you, you have to find that balance after you have established what your business looks like for you. For me, I don't have boundaries yet because I don't have my business where I want it to be yet. I know that eventually I'll, I'll create those boundaries, right? Like I don't pick up the phone or I'm, and I'm slowly getting some of those, right? But in my mind, when you're starting off with a business, if you've set so many boundaries that you ha- that you've put yourself in a box, oh, my family time is at this time. My dinner is at this time. I put my kids down at this time. My nap time is at this time. I have to leave for this. Um, like when do you have time for your business? But yet you want you want to make all this money and you want to have all this financial freedom and you want to be present with your family, but you're not willing to sacrifice any of those things to do it. So when you look at a, someone like you or me, they wonder, that's when that, that whole like she's lucky thing comes in, right? No, you chose to shut your phone off at five because you wanted to have dinner with your family. And I chose to keep my phone on because I had a conversation with my husband that if you drive to dinner right now, I can work in the car right now, then we can have a few minutes of freedom together, but I still have to keep my phone on and I still have to answer the calls. We've discussed that. He knows that, but I didn't put the boundaries up like you put up the boundaries. And so that's huge for me. Like I, I I love it when people are just, I don't love it. It pisses me off. I want to shake them and be like, listen, (laughs) I do. I want to shake them and be like, Hey, you can be as successful as me, but you have to be willing to sacrifice some things too. And I think what people don't always realize is you don't have to do those sacrifices forever. Right. We call it sprints. And if you're willing to do a couple of sprints, like right now in my business, I'm ready to put my head down and go for a sprint for a month. But I could do that for a month and know that I don't have to do that again. And so knowing that you have a time and a period to go on that sprint, it yes. will not. you can develop it now. To I'm sprinting right now. And I'm sprinting for what my next few years are going to look like. But I have a backup plan. I have a backup runner right now. And that's Lynn. Lynn is my next sprinter, right? She knows the plan. She knows that while I'm building mine, there is going to be a time where I'm going to take off my gas pedal, but I need you to come in behind and put that gas pedal down again. And I will share my success with you if you allow me to have some time freedom while the business continues and and growth, right? But you have to surround yourself with those people that are in alignment with that mindset and that know that what's coming, right? She's getting ready to go full-time real estate. So her gas pedal is getting ready to go down, which is allowing me to travel to Europe, which is allowing me to go on this cruise, which makes me feel a little bit better where I don't have a problem sharing my abundance in my business with somebody who has that same mentality that like, as long as I'm willing to come over at nine o'clock at night and work on things, Mm -hmm. I will share my abundance with her. When you put up all these boundaries, it makes it hard for me to want to share my business with somebody who I know wouldn't work it like me. So, and I think you were really great about that because you used to help other people build their business and because you wanted it more for them than they wanted it for themselves. And I learned quickly in my business that I'm in, I can't want it more for somebody else. So I really have focused my energy on people that want to 
build a business kind of like I have. And those people who come back with excuses every time I have something that might be special for them, like, I don't, I'm, I don't have any business this month. Great. Have you door knocked? Have you cold called? Giving them like, ideas, yeah. I'm giving you all these ideas, and every time I turn around, you're shutting it down? Okay, yeah. you know what? I don't I have think, time for this. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it and that is one of the hardest things about our, uh, any business that you're in. When you want it for somebody and they don't quite see it, like it is a development. So I always go back to the analogy of the caterpillar and the cocoon. If you break the cocoon before the, before the caterpillar is ready – the butterfly's room like mm-hmm. it, they have to develop they have to become the butterfly I love that and it's Me hard too. to be mm-hmm. yeah it's it can be hard to be patient while they're becoming the butterfly oh that's your hardest thing I, it is very hard. I'm not patient at all. <laughs> I am not patient either she's just like poking the cocoon just check in every time yeah <laughs> but we can't poke in the cocoon and it's so hard I know I've been there but I remind myself of that all of the time but I will tell you when that leader or whoever that business partner does develop it is the most beautiful thing in the world because you didn't push them they did the work that was necessary to get there and then they're there they're the beautiful butterfly they're the beautiful butterfly so two things on that number one you are sprinting a marathon you psycho (laughs) (laughs) yes she is it's sprinting a marathon we gotta go let's go (laughs) and two i feel like i just realized for the first time as you were talking that it's infuriating when you don't have boundaries and you're willing to make sacrifices on your end for people that do have these quote-unquote boundaries because their boundary is expecting you to break all of yours so that they Mm. can have what they want. 100%. Wow. Nail on the head. Mm -hmm. That's probably where my biggest frustrations come from. And actually, I talked to the team about this is while you all have set your boundaries and said that you're going to take things off of my plate, when you don't actually do the things that I thought you were going to do and then they're back on mine because I have no boundaries, I have to pick up where the ball has been dropped. And that's not that's on that's not fair, right? Mm. But I also go back to what you've always said. Those who want will and those who don't won't. I mean, it just is what it is. You have to let the you have to let the the herd weed out themselves. And I feel like it's a give and a take, right? Like there are times like if I've had a weekend where like Friday and Saturday I got a lot of family time and someone's like, hey, can you do this so that I can see my kids for the first time this weekend? Absolutely. I'm going to do that Mm -hmm. for you. But if I haven't seen my kids all weekend and you want me to stop what I'm doing to pick up your slack because you didn't plan and then I'm sacrificing my kid time? No. No way. Who are you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. give and take. Like if I've gotten, I'll give. If I haven't had my boundary and my sacrifice and all those things, I'm not going to be so willing to help you. And that's something I've I've learned. I'm growing to learn that. Well, last night when we had the client appreciation night, you know, I've spent months planning that. Mm-hmm. And I was playing cornhole with some clients. And I thought, I, I should probably stop and go help everybody clean up. Well, everybody around me was cleaning up. And I kind of looked over. And I know this sounds really nasty, but I was just like, I'm not. I got us here. I've put a lot of effort into this. Someone else can pick up for a minute so I can just sit in this for a second. And I think I was there. Everybody was really happy to do it. So I, I think, think they were nice, too, yeah. 100%. And I think that's how you know you have the right people around you because yeah. like when we were up there, like we were yelling at Mike because we had this big trash bag. We're like, Mike, help us with this big muscles and stuff. But we're laughing and not a single person, you could tell in their vibe and no one would dare breathe. Like no one was like, oh, Haley's not helping. Like there wasn't that, which is fantastic because everyone already knows like you're not going to feel slighted by somebody when you know they're carrying their weight if they're carrying it a different way you're not ever going to feel like I just can't believe she didn't help me clean up the charcuterie like you're not going to feel that way because you know that they've done other things to propel that event propel that night 
on that right. guy. Right. So you do need to do a quick shout out for that charcuterie board. That was I mean, pretty Olivia amazing. knocked it off the park, right? <laughs> it was incredible. It so bad because we, me and Whitney were like, what can we do? Like, we're like slowly opening cheese packets and she's just giving us a death look. And we were both like, we're just going to walk away. Because she's too <laughs> she nice to be it. like, don't touch it. Like, she I want to be in my creative, don't touch it. So we just kept trying to be helpful and she just kept looking at us and like, we're going to go. We're I gonna was go. the one sneaking cheese. That she was like, me oh, too. Whoop. That pepperoni cheese, though, was fire. <laughs> yes. You know, I was going to pause it for champagne, but since we're already doing it, can I have some? <laughs> okay, so next question. Hold on, because I have it on my phone, and I need to look. Let's see. All right, this one's a silly one. How much do you usually spend on a bottle of wine? Do you hear that sound? Because we did it right in front of the mic sound. <laughs> but speaking of it, how much do you usually spend on a bottle of wine? Um, I'm cheap, cheap. If you don't know me, okay. That's what we call cheap, cheap. Uh $16. I drink rosé quite often. Um, Josh rosé, actually, I love it. Can I get a sponsorship? <laughs> <laughs> but I do drink Josh rosé. We're actually drinking the Josh uh, Prosecco. Prosecco right now. I usually don't but like champagne. This is I like it. It's, it's like $16, bo- $16 a bottle. Sometimes I can get on Which sale. Is not, that's not aggressive. No. Tori? I actually, it depends. If it's champagne, I love me some Vu, and that's usually around $100. But that's only champagne. Y'all can tell the difference here, right? I'm sitting in my quote-unquote office right now. But I can tell you, there is a difference. I'm telling you, you have a glass, and you got a nice little buzz going on. Uh, And it just, it's so smooth. It's so good. So when it comes to champagne now, but as far as Mm -hmm. what my... My love languages of wine, I would say, is I love red wine. Cabernets are incredible. Uh, But usually I'm between 15 and 20. And Mm -hmm. I actually have a very good friend that is a wine salesman. And he said a lot of times when you do the taste testings, people cannot tell the difference between a $100 Mm -hmm. bottle and a 20. Now, I can tell you, I can tell the difference when it comes to champagne. I love all champagne. What's the most expensive bottle you ever bought? I... It was probably Duckhorn, and I believe it was like 130. Was it like... I, I mean, you said the name out loud now. It was like the greatest now. bottle you've ever had. It was the only time I bought the bottle. <laughs> it was good. You said its name now. Okay, I have to know. If you are spending more money, is it like a better version of a hangover? Like, are you not as in much pain? Or is it like totally same? Doesn't matter. I don't. That's why I love wine so much, though. Wine, champagne, I don't get hungover. I just don't. <laughs> the amount of people that are like, you I drink get a wine hangover, stuff. I'm like, no, that's what I'm telling you. When if I you drink, drink a red wine, I pop up the next day, let's, See, let's go to work. I haven't had wine. When I had the kids, wine was my thing forever, and I was very fruity, Moscatos, like the sangrias, and then I had the kids, and I totally changed. Like, I can't stomach that stuff. So now I like, I think the fruitiest thing is that Vanderpump Rosé. Yeah. And I don't get a hangover from that, but the reds, like the dark reds when I do enjoy that i'm I those are usually the days. best buzzes though because they're like 18 percent alcohol some I'm, people I'm cannot it. deal some people just can't do wine some people get mm-hmm. headaches yeah. for me thank goodness i don't because i i drink red wine like it's water i absolutely love it so yeah red wine would be my would be my thing now i will tell you i'll get a hangover if i'm switching beer wine yes. mix like i can't there's no mixing and there's days that i'll she's wake up the and worst at that she's like i don't know why like i'm in the bathroom i have a headache and i don't feel good i'm like you had 18 different drinks last night I'm very much like if we're having a good time I'll pay for this later I'm just she'll gonna go keep from going. like shot to wine to espresso martini I'm like ugh 
<laughs> no, thank you. Espresso martinis are... Ooh, they're my favorite martini. It's regret, though, because now you've taken all this wine and, like, drinks and you're close to your bedtime. Espresso martinis usually come into play at the end of the night when I shouldn't be getting espresso. <laughs> Mine's the beginning. See, and then me, I'm awake like, with one Starbucks leg on the ground hanging sleep. off the bed. Like, one leg <laughs> hanging off the bed just so I can't, like, I don't spin, you know? I'm like, nah. Oh, no. It's regret. I was teasing you in Vegas because I was like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And then, sure enough, <laughs> that night after, what, four chocolate martinis, I just found myself slow putting my leg on the floor. I was like, please, God, feel better if I put my leg on this floor right I now. had an amazing espresso martini. I don't know what the name of the restaurant is, but it's over there. It's in Vegas at the Paris restaurant at the top. I don't know. Whatever that restaurant is up there, mm-hmm. amazing espresso martini. It's mm-hmm. my new thing because I didn't really, like, I mean, I drank excessively for that night, but, like, one or two of them, I, they don't make me feel sick. They're just enough where you feel good. Chip and Karen got us turned on to that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm oh, not Chip a big wanted drinker. me to be clear that he's the one who makes the martinis. We're just Karen and uh, and you and I are the only ones that actually drink it. We, it. Kate doesn't want Karen to have credit for the martini making. Okay. <laughs> Can't allow it. Can't, Can't allow, allow it. it. Okay, let's see. What is the best advice you've ever gotten? Mm. I got a good one for this. Go one. for it. Let's make sure I can say it right. Um, hard times make strong people. Strong people make easier times. Easier times make weak people. Mm. I'm impressed that you just nailed that on the first try. And I have been drinking champagne. <laughs> so I, Dylan is, it's around the same thing of that. Dylan uh, and I talk about, you know, it's a progression of life. And, you know, you you struggle in life. And then your parents try to make that life a little bit easier, right? And so that, that child is a little bit more successful. They kind of grew up in a rough situation or they, they had struggles, right? So then they want to do better than their parents. And then those ones do better. And then the next set, it's when it starts to decline, right? It's kind of like you have this down here and then it goes up into a peak. You have to keep challenging them. And then it goes back down. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not a challenge, that's why we talked about this Which is why I'm so hard on my children I shouldn't say I'm so hard on them but I'm very one of my expectations is they are such great kids they do amazing in school I give them what they want um very rarely do they get no's but they are very grateful and they're respectful the minute the gratitude goes out the door the minute they're disrespectful mm -mm, you're cut off we're not going to do that we're going to figure out the lesson here and move forward. So I think keeping it, because sometimes you get out of touch with reality, you know, when, mm-hmm. when you're building a business and, and money's flowing and you have the means to be able to do that, it can very easily become like a, like for example, Haley's going with me to Switzerland and initially I had said something to my daughter about going and she, I heard her talking to her friend and she was like, oh, my mom's making me go to Italy. I was like, making you, girl, you don't want to go? The audacity. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, okay, you don't have to go. I'm going to call Haley. And then Haley ended up uh, deciding, and a couple weeks ago, my daughter, and I love her to death, she was like, so uh, I changed my mind. I would really like to go to Europe with you. I'm like, "Mm, I already asked Haley, but hey, maybe next Mm -hmm. time we can plan a Paris trip. So just making them realize that, Mm -hmm. I think. So staying in gratitude for it. Yeah. I worry, I struggle with that with my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Am I giving them too much? Am I saying yes? You know, when I was a kid and I wanted something, I had to wait till Christmas or my birthday. Mm -hmm. And it was like stuff that you needed, like a pair of shoes, right? Like I really want to get a pair of shoes because my feet hurt because these are really (laughs) small, but I got to wait till Christmas. You know, they don't have to do that anymore. They get what they need. They get what they want. Um, Both of my kids have been very respectful about things like that. But even when I was able to 
financially help them or maybe pay for everything like my son his car he worked for three years mowing lawns to get that car when it came down to it he thought he was paying for the whole car we split it with him but we still made him pay for half so he had some some like value into what he was you know purchasing he was very grateful he was shook when he was like wait you guys are gonna pay for half i'm like we're gonna pay for half oh i love that college though we told our kids we're not, I mean, and I know some people are paying for it and some people aren't, and there's no wrong or right way, right? There, Those are what people's goals and dreams are to do. I'm not paying for college, and there's only one reason why I'm not, because I feel like if I hand you your career or your college, you will never hustle, respect it, grind hard enough for it, because in that moment, I feel like I've wanted something more for you than you wanted for yourself, so I need to know that you're willing to work hard for it. I'm not saying that I'm you're all said and done with college. This whole time you probably thought maybe you're paying for college and I'm not I'm not going to help, right? I'm probably going to help. But in the beginning, you're going to earn my help because nobody ever helped me and I'm so thankful for that. No one ever financially helped me, right? Thank God for that. I owe nobody anything. I love my parents, but I owe them nothing. No one ever bought me a car. You know, no one ever paid for my wedding. No one's ever paid for my house. My in-laws, they probably bought groceries for us when we were really like in a tough situation, you know, when we were really young and we were trying to create a family and stuff. But I never, I don't feel like I owe anybody anything. It's the hard times make strong people. You're that strong person. So I really want to create some hard times for my kids, although they'll naturally happen on their own. But I want to create some hard times for them so they continue to stay strong people. Love that. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, this one's a fun one. If you were on a Real Housewives episode, what would your intro tagline be? Hmm. I thought about this one. <laughs> like, split two seconds, and then I knew right away what mine was. I'm scared. Go for it. Make sure your kids have their earmuffs on, okay? <laughs> it's fuck around and find out. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, that's mine. Fuck around and find out. I'm just picturing you like in the ball gown and how they slowly like montage and you walk forward and she'd be like, if you fuck around, you find out. (laughs) Ooh, this sounds so sexy. Well, mine would not be sexy like that. Mine would be like, Tori Cat's here. Meow. Let's party. I'm here for the party. And I might actually like come in in the ball gown crawling even. I have done that before. Yeah, in Charleston. Remember when she did that? When the market was closed. (laughs) Something about cats and meowing and always having a good time at a party. I don't even like cats. (laughs) (laughs) I like her. I'm here for it. Okay. Um, If you had three wishes, what would they be? I would wish for world peace. I was just going to say, if you say world peace, I'm going to bitch slap you. <laughs> I really do because I definitely think it's achievable and mm-hmm. there's, I'm not going to do this political talk right now, but it yeah. definitely can happen, especially if people take their egos and just damper it down a little bit. Absolutely. But, um, world peace it, it I think it also encompasses like hun- world hunger. Um, and I think Tori will touch base on the world hunger because she does do an amazing uh, program with Feed the Children. And I think that's huge and that you're making an impact on the world right now for that. And my third wish would be to have the financial freedom to help others and my family do whatever they desire their, you know, things to just be happy. 
fine. I feel like financial freedom will allow, will, will create those lives that people want. And I'm not talking, I don't want to live in a mansion. That's not my goal. My goal is to live in a shack, read books every day and, uh, enjoy the beach and stuff. That's my life goal. My life goals for financial freedom is to literally live in a shack, get up in the morning, read books, fish, live off the like the land like that's my jam right there i need a spa close by okay i do want to have like a spa day i'm not trying to be like bush woman out here but <laughs> she literally was like i'm fine with the dirt floor i'm like what is happening yeah i would totally be <laughs> fine you with had that me one. until you put in the fishing i'm like you're speaking my love language and then you're like fishing i'm like no. I'm i don't want to catch it so i, I want dylan to catch it like i want i want like salmon <laughs> and stuff okay i do want like salmon and all that but I definitely want low-key living. Mm -hmm. Financial freedom to jump on a jet or not a jet. I'll still go. I don't need first class. I'll be back here in Spirit Airline. You say that until you're up there. I know, right? My legs can't even fit the back of Spirit Airline. Once you're up there, you can't go back. (laughs) So I feel like I'm fine with, like, I still want to be able to travel. I want to take my kids to, you know, my grandkids to Disney. I have those things in my mind. But I really, I just want all the noise to not be there. Because I've set my life up, right? Because I didn't have those boundaries, I can do these things now. So if I wish for that. you're on somewhere, you're not worried about the, the HOA in yeah. your yard. And silly things like that. Like you eliminate all of that junk mm-hmm. out of your life, which is I nice. would, I would invite you to come live on my island. Oh, yay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think... I'm going to bring baboons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring the baboons. Uh, let's see. So I know a couple... I have a couple purposes in life, and I know that one of my big ones is to show people that they can break cycles and that they can dream bigger. Uh, so often we set a goal, but it's an achievable goal. It's not over the top like let's change lives and I truly am I love Think and Grow Rich I love Napoleon Hill like anything I actually just finished up a a workbook with it and I don't know if you've ever heard a definite main purpose statement but that is something I do daily and I will say that out loud as if it has already happened and then I finish it with thank you God but one thing I always say in my definite main purpose statement is I am so grateful for my new beach house and walks on the beach watching the sunrises and sunsets. To me, the the beach is very powerful uh, for many reasons, but to be able, that's free. That's free for me. Like I just feel, I, I love everything about it. Uh, so that is like one huge thing. So that's your one wish? Is One wish is just to show people how to actually make their thoughts become things like it it truly is and for them to believe that and dream bigger another one i would say is yes you touched on nourish the children our company does a nourish the children program um i think it's more being seeing what's out there and how how we are so gifted when you go to a third world country and you see how they live it's like wow i'm in a lot of gratitude for what we have if i have to live in a shack on a, a dirt floor like these people that that's great for them they have something a roof over their head so I do love our Nurse to Children program. Um, we actually have a, I used to be in dental. My background was 17 years before I jumped into my business in network marketing. And we actually have, it's called um, MSI. Uh, they do surgeries on uh, cleft palates. And so we do that in Oaxaca, Mexico. That's really cool. So I have a huge goal to go, to go down there. So I think going back to showing like we can make a difference. And then let's see. What was it? Was it three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right there. <laughs> oh, 
and it's my main one. I say it every day. Uh, I believe that I was given the gifts, the platform, because I can be influential and I am spiritual and I believe that I can spread the word of God. And so I, I want people to know that God puts things in your life and when you spread that, it, it, I have a ton of fun. I do everything, but I'm able to bring him in my work. I'm able to bring God in everything that I do. And I'm also not the person to be afraid to be like, oh, I'm gonna talk about God on a podcast or I'm gonna talk about, we're having fun at a conversation at a brewery and I'm gonna bring up God. Like, and it's not, it's not in an awkward way, but I truly right. believe that I was given the gifts and the platform to be able to spread that. So that is one of my life so missions. So can I just say that none of these were wishes. These are goals. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She doesn't have wishes because her wishes are her goals and she knows she's going to achieve them. Yeah, and she already knows she wants an island, so she's good. So she's good. <laughs> she's set. But hey, I, we are going to look at beach houses today. We are, we I are. I was going to say one, do one materialistic thing for real people. <laughs> okay, but I do, wanna ba- I do want house, people it. to know though, like, you not one time did you say I wish for this or I wish no, for that. Yeah, I love you that. believe it. You know it. You know that the, those things are going to happen in your life. You didn't say I wish for them. It's my goal. It's on my because board. your because thoughts really do become things. You're not ready I, for a genie. You're just willing to work. At a them. little exercise. If anyone's ever done this, and it's in the Think and Grow Rich, uh, I wrote myself a check for a million dollars, and I put a date on it, and it was I had no clue the date. Like literally. Things come true. Thoughts become things. And so if you've never done that, I do a dream board every year and I wrote that out. I put it on there. And in my company, we have something called Circle of Excellence. And when I hit Circle of Excellence, you can kind of like read between the lines what I'm talking about right now. When I hit Circle of Excellence, I looked at that check and the date and it was the exact month and year. That's amazing. And so, so I, what she's saying is, eh. throw it up, throw it up, <laughs> watch it all fall out, and take your shot because Haley finally sang. <laughs> <laughs> but they, thoughts really do become things, and if you if you speak it and you believe it, your subconscious mind is so powerful, and it can also take you down a rabbit hole. Sometimes, you know, it can stop you if you don't truly believe that you're worthy for it. So, I am on repeat every single day of of my goals. I say it because I know. I know I will have a beach house. I know I will have this or the abundance of this or the abundance of this. So, yeah. I love um, that. Your new thing is going to be tea times four because totally Tori, thoughts become things. Oh, I like it. Tea times four. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, what is something you want to be remembered for? For me, I want to be remembered as loyal, kind, and... I really want to be remembered as a gangster. <laughs> Somebody who was a grinder, a hustler, mm. straightforward, do anything for anybody. But if you fuck around, you're going to find out. <laughs> That's who I want to be remembered at. When someone walks in the door like, oh, she was so kind. No, she was loyal. She will ride for anybody that she loves. She was a hard worker who loved her children and loved everybody around her. She kept her circle tight and those people knew how important they were in her life did you ever see that tiktok where it's like when i die don't tell people lies like i lit up the room when i walked in no i didn't no i, I probably didn't. irritated everyone and put yeah, my exactly. foot down but. i want to light up the room <laughs> yeah. I, I want to but i you don't do it because right i'll do it for the right people mm-hmm. i do it for those people who love i put my energy into people that bring off good energy if i don't if i walk into a room and i already sense your energy is weird i already put up my my whole entire like wall you are unchangeable in my mind. I, you might be able to change, but I ain't got time for you. Mm-hmm. 
And see, Tori is like, let me see if I can dive into your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she sees me processing. I see it. Uh, well, actually, I was thinking, uh, I can't sing, so I'm not going to sing the song. But what is the uh, started from the bottom? Now we're here? The... Yeah. Just started from the bottom, now we're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't sing, so I'm not going to do it. But uh, I would want to be known for my work ethic mm-hmm. and that I, I worked really hard to achieve it. But also that... I'm just a normal person like you. I love for people to be in my presence and not really know the, most people have no idea of my success. Like Mm -hmm. you just think you're talking to, you know, anybody on the street that's working a, you know, 40 hour a week job. I believe that I have the power to show people if, wow, if she could do that, I could do that. Like I'm the normal person. And so I would want to be known as somebody who worked really hard for it, but I inspired others to realize like the belief they should have in themselves. Like I did it because I believed in myself. If you believe in yourself and you truly want it, you can create it. So, so the viewers, I don't know, we probably have five, but (laughs) the viewers know. So I I want to talk about this a little bit because we had, we're not going to talk about like financial, um, kind of things or anything like that. But I really want to talk about when you talk, uh, you say things like my success and like who you are. Let me tell you, you walked in a room last night and there was a couple of people that I was like, oh, this is my cousin Tori, you know? And for me, I'm like, this is my cousin Tori. Like we shared a twin bed together back, a day bed back in the day, you know? And she put rollers in my hair when we went to Patan all the time. I hated getting my hair done. <laughs> if you know me, I'm definitely your like beachy girl. I'm not like somebody that's like put my hair in rollers and make it look really good. It's, it's a struggle for me, but I want to kind of set the baseline of like how amazing and the things that have really happened for you. So people really grasp like the reality of it. So when you walked in the room last night, uh, as I'm introducing her, are you Tori? You're Tori? Tori? You're the Tori? Like, yes, she's the Tori. Like, you're real life. We she's real life. I mean, the things that it's I so know funny about for her. Me to the hear shit that. I know about I know. her. Though. But that's what, it's so funny for me to hear that because I know, like, I know my own insecurities. I know my goopiness. Yes. I know, like, I just want to be the friend next door that's meowing at you. Right. And, 100%. And I can totally do that. And I, and that's what I, I am. I act that way. I don't, I don't come across into a room and be like, oh, I own this room. You know, so it's- I, that's why I want to kind of set the baseline of it, right? Of like how successful you really are in your business. And I'm going to throw out some things and I want to kind of ask a question, a couple questions. How many people are in your company? Well, on my actual team? No, just your company. Oh, in my company? Oh, I would have no idea. I mean, I have over 10,000 people on my team. So you have over 10,000 people on your team? Yeah. Now, I wouldn't say they're all active. Sometimes people come in and they kind of, you know, slow and then they come back. But and I have a training page of my for my team and I have over 10,000 people in there. 10,000 people? I think there's like 12,000. In your team? Oh, gosh. I can't imagine talking about Is it like a you, you know all of them or some of it's just online stuff? No. So you really try to figure out where the energy is and the leaders and you work with it. Now, I have a core group of people that's probably in the 50s to 100 that I tend to work more with because they're you have to remember with what I do, not everybody, anybody could be successful and make it to the top. It takes a lot of work to get there. But it's a really, what I love about network marketing is you cannot have success without transforming yourself, which is the same for you guys with real estate. You, mm-hmm. you have to become 
the person you're supposed to be to have that success. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. If you work on your mind, your subconscious mind, you could be somebody who brings in all the money in the world, but if you have a belief that you're not worthy and you don't, um, you don't know how to handle the money, I, you'll repel it. It might come in, but it's going to go out as fast as it, it comes in. And so I think really developing and knowing who you are. I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head for me there because a lot of people that are listening to me now, and I think Tori can really speak on this, uh, I've become a little bit more harsh in, mm-hmm. in my developing. And the reason being is because I've let people walk on me so long in my life you know, my parents, people around me, I always had to be seen and not heard growing up. And people, other people's beliefs that I had to go along with, you know, I love my grandparents. They're never going to listen to this. We talk about this all the time, <laughs> but a lot of their beliefs and how you should operate and move. I always was like very much like I'm going to push against that, but I wasn't allowed to do that. So now as I'm older and I, when I don't like something, I say, I don't like it. When I don't believe in something, I don't believe in it. When I feel like someone is unloyal, I speak about it where that might come off really harsh to people, but I also don't let people, I'm not going to let anybody just be an asshole to be an asshole. I'm not an, I'm not one, but if you are being one, I am the biggest person to stick up for the underdog right away. So I have, oh, there's to, another song underdog. I don't know who sings it. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, we were singing. I'm unstoppable. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do love that one. Oh, so anyways. Yeah. But I, I do think that, where you've kind of grown and developed, um, I've grown and developed, but I've done it in a different way because I've, I'm definitely that more harsher, brash person. Well, I think it's for me, I know why I am. I can be blunt. Uh, I take it in. Sometimes I have to remind myself to not always talk and like listen more. Again, we're always growing. We're always learning. I have so much more to learn, even with the success of my business. I'm not done. I, I just told you I have huge goals. Like I want to spread the word of God. I want to have the platform. I want to grow a large platform so I can do that. But we are always learning. I think that I value time. That is the most important thing to me is time. And so if you're taking my time, you need to be showing up. You need to be doing it. I don't have time to candy coat things. Like here's what we got to do. Let's get there. Let's do this. And so I think sometimes that bluntness can come across and you're like, whoa, like, you, you didn't really coddle me. Well, I don't have time. I'm, one, I'm not a cuddler, but I just, I'm a cuddler, not a cuddler. <laughs> uh, I, I truly think that t- I value time so much that I just want it to, I want you to respect my time. I want you to, let's get it done. How can we get the fastest results? Are you there or you're not? With that, I have to remember the butterfly. Mm-hmm. People have to develop. So I can provide the tools. So for what I do... I can share with what I do, but at the same point, we do team events. If you're not committed to go to a team event once a year, you can't. De- you don't deserve my time every day. That's like, like I can help minimum. you. Yes. It's like <laughs> you can't run a business if you're not willing to do the things that you need to grow. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain things where I can provide the opportunity. Hey, here's this. Here's this. You got to do it. And then the, the ball's in your court. So I very much like to throw the ball in their court. And I don't like to candy coat things because – or sugarcoat, whatever you want to say. I don't like to do that because it does. It just takes longer to get to this to what you're trying to get to. Which I do the same thing. Um, Lynn will come in and step in like on a private where I'm not even in there and just say, "Hey, look, she's not mad at any of you. She just doesn't have time to really put sugarcoat around this." So I'm here to tell you that she's not angry. I've talked to her today. She's just being very blunt and forward. And she needs to keep it moving. And I've told them that several times. What you read in a message 
and what I probably could say in a voice clip would sound totally different. So I try to do more voice voice clipping because it comes off a little bit better. Sometimes I don't do that. I'm talking to texting, I'm curling my hair, I'm, I have an appointment, my kid's standing next to me wondering what's packing for lunch. Like I don't Just have facts. time for that. So facts. I have to get facts. It's straightforward what it is. It's never because I'm mad. It's because I'm to the point. Well, and I think how they take it in too is also their own thing. So people are triggered by certain things mm-hmm. and there's usually a reason behind that. So if you say something and they're triggered by it, and maybe it's you're frustrated because they didn't show up and they didn't do this. Like they're upset with themselves because they yeah, didn't they make the know. commitment. Yeah. And if you think I'm talking about you, I probably am. If the shoe fits. <laughs> if the shoe fits, wear it, stomp in it. You already freaking did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you might as well own that shit. I will respect that a hundred percent. But I mean, again, if I if if you think if you think I'm talking about you, I am. But one thing I think to touch on like the caterpillar butterfly thing is that like especially if we look at our team, like Haley's in her butterfly, right? I'm in the cocoon and I'm about to come out. And she then there's really people is. who are building their cocoon. There's people who don't even know what a cocoon is yet. So it's like if a butterfly is talking to somebody that is not there yet, they don't necessarily get it. Like I can see a glimpse of what being a butterfly looks like so I can relate. So then sometimes like we will trickle down like things where I'm like, hey, like people will call me like, hey, I don't want to ask Haley in this way. And I'm like, first off, don't take it that way. Like it's, it's not that way. So don't read it in something it's not. But I'm happy to like middleman, right? Between the butterfly and the cocoon. She middlemans very well because she, her delivery is different sometimes. You guys have a really good partnership because you can be the blunt, but she knows where you're going with it and what you mean because she knows your heart. We talked about this in the pool last night and I'm going to, I'm going to give props to one of my best friends right now because we talked about Lynn last night and the pool, (laughs) when we were in the pool yesterday, actually. Do we need to fight right now? No. No. It was really about how... I had to find a person that I could build my business with and around that was not envious or jealous, but wanted to see me successful. And in turn, I want to see them successful. So I share my business with them. And that I felt that I had that loyalty that no, no matter what, when I walk out of a room, when I'm not around for my business Maybe I'm, you know, on vacation, whatever it is, that I had that person that could say, this is how she wants it. This is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be executed. If I might not love the exact execution of it, it's still it's still with good and good intentions, right? The intentions are great, right? They're beggars can't be choosers. You want her to do something for you, then let her do it her way, you know? And I had to learn how to do that. But I know when I leave, she will she has the best intentions for me. I didn't always feel that. I had people that I thought were in my corner that were maliciously trying to tear down my business that I thought were loyal to me, that were writing for me, that wanted the best for me. But in turn, they were taking from me. They and sometimes were stealing that from me. comes in the comparison. Like if somebody wants what you have, uh, what I noticed that Lynn does is she's very inspired and it's like, oh, well, yeah, I can learn that. And she's also not afraid. You can tell she's hungry. And so you're always looking for those people that are like hungry for the opportunity. But don't want to be you. Lynn doesn't want to be me. So comparison can be the thief of joy. If you start comparing and saying, oh, she did that. I should do that. Why didn't I do that? Like it will play mind games and it will, you'll go down a whole self-sabotage journey and it is not good. So the people who when you said something about uh, maybe not being in the room and they're not in your corner, but you thought they were in your corner, that usually comes down to the comparison game. Like they have a motive to take you down for some reason or another. And it's like, 
everybody can win. Mm-hmm. We're not in a world. We are actually in a world of abundance. There, think about it. Think about money. You run out of money. What happens? They they could print some more money. Mm-hmm. Like money's energy. Like right. it's all there. There's an abundance of love. There's an abundance of energy. There's abundance of money. Abundance of success. Every single one of you can be successful. I feel like the minute I flip that switch and realize that I could share an abundance and I could teach people what I do, that I say this all the time, I can teach you the recipe, but it's going to taste different every time. Well, look at us. Yeah. What you, so you were in my business for a short period of time when you were kind of like growing through and figuring it out. And, and I think, and I don't want to speak on your behalf, but I feel like you realized I know I have the work ethic and I could do something. It's not, I don't need to do what you need to do. I need to do my own thing. And you took the stuff that you learned and you were able to apply that to your business in a different and way. And I talk about similar. it to this day about how I was on your team and I was doing those things and I took implements of that and I implemented it into my life. But one thing I want to talk about is although Tori and I grew up together and, you know, we're like, we literally are like sisters because she took me to school. She did my hair. We slept, you know, I slept in her bedroom. Like her mom took care of me a, a pretty big chunk of my life. It doesn't go. I'm not going to say all these great things and not say that we didn't have our, our downs because when we were in when I was in Tori's business, I couldn't understand her growth pattern. I couldn't understand what she was going through. I had this one way thinking that if I didn't join her business, it's, it's the only, it really was the only way that I felt like I could still be in her life. So I was like, I'm going to join her business because it's the only way that like I can solve that connection. I was in with my her. sprint. She was in her sprint. Mm-hmm. I'm in my sprint right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, either get on with me or get off. And that's a little bit of that she was probably turning into a butterfly and you were making your cocoon. I really exactly. was. I really was. And I, I I, felt this animosity and anger and, well, and it she was didn't strange. really understand it either. I tend to uh, almost like, uh, how do I say, minimize my success because I, I know I am super successful. I know that I make the money. I know that I've created the life that I've created. But again, I'm like the girl next door, like, hey, she's mm-hmm. my best friend. Like, she's funny like me. <laughs> yes. And I, I think we both get that minimizing think- your success because of the people that you've put around you. You sometimes minimize it because you don't want to make them jealous or hate you for you being And you just want to have you just want to mm-hmm. have the friendship. Like, I'm just like you. You can you can do that. But I do believe when we went to a, a, that first thing, I remember you, it was almost like it set in like, oh, she is a big deal. Like mm-hmm. this this is a lot bigger than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people don't really realize that until they're in it. I feel like I always knew that you were successful. I don't think I knew really what it was. Like, cause when your mom and I were talking she was like, when she went to London, she's a celebrity there. People want to take pictures with her. Like she's like this orb of energy mm-hmm. that people are like, can I get your picture? Can I get your picture? Can I get your picture? Like it's like crazy. Right. So for that, I'm so grateful for, but I also felt like I had to share her with people. Mm-hmm. I'm being very honest and forward right now. Like I had to work through shit like that. Like that's some jealousy stuff, right? Let's be honest that I was jealous that people were getting and you were so that young. time spent. I was young and uh, that wasn't your passion. When you find your passion, like yeah. you have had so much success in what you've created and what your team has helped you create because of your passion. When you have a passion for something, you will have success. You will go straight to the top. It it just happens mm-hmm. because when you talk, you can feel the energy. You can feel, wow, like she really does know mm-hmm. what she's doing. She loves it. 
And I had to have those conversations with myself, though. And it did, I'm not all totally at fault for either. We've had these discussions and stuff, so I'm not going to take all the blame either. But she understands where I was coming from. And it's a vice versa kind of thing, right? But I had to really like think about it and grow in it. And I had to understand the life that you were living. And once I understood it and I was actually living it myself, I really totally grasped that. It's then. really fun for me right now because she's <laughs> in the thick of it with the sprint where I yeah. was, where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of sitting back here, yeah. enjoying, having checked my phone. And she's like, so yeah. it, it's it's interesting is what I would say it's not like a it's not like a haha I don't want it to come across that oh, way it's 100%. like a yeah. it's a okay it tables of you flip. recognize but it. what's really cool and what I want you to take away from this is when your head's down in a sprint it, it looks like that it's not mm-hmm. going to be like that forever and that's where I, I was and that's my where you family are. feels that right now not my kids not my husband right they understand we've had those conversations you had those mm-hmm. conversations with your family what's going on what do you need how can I support you because this is what I'm going to do it's tunnel vision it's tunnel vision right I'm in tunnel vision right now I'm not saying that my kids and my family don't know what's going on they do my friends might not all know what's going on my um my mom and my dad might not know what's going on. My grandmother, why haven't you called me every day? My mom, you know, my dad, you don't, you know, I don't, you know, you're busy all the time. My aunt, uncle just moved here. We never see you. We moved here to see you. It, I, I want, I want to be where you guys are at. I want to have my house paid for. Mm-hmm. I want to retire. I want to enjoy life. And in order to do that, I have to do this. You say you want that for me? Understand that. And I think... That's a lot of pressure also. It's a lot of pressure, but I also think where I'm where I I missed the mark in the past is not being forward with those people. Well, communication. Communication, communication is I feel like communication is the answer for everything whether You it's and I should kids. have had communication all those yeah. years ago when this was happening. We should have had a sit down of like this is what my life looks like. This is what it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. And instead, you others will assume yes, based on your actions versus having. But if you can communicate and you can tell, so even when we go into sprints uh in my business, it's like Okay, talk to your family. Let them know. Hey, I have this three month window. I'm going. I'm putting my head down. I'm in a sprint, so they know. Hey, you have your husband. You're going to need some help picking up the kids. You're going to need help over here. As long as you communicate it, and a lot of times where, it, and I'm going to use marriages for example, uh, and I believe this would be same for you guys in real estate, but in my business, if we we do everything from the phone, that's the power of what I do. Is you. You, you're your own boss. You get to work from your phone. You choose when you do it. We love it. So we're almost like an addicted, like a, the addiction to like picking it up and doing the work. And it's like, wow, oh my gosh, I just did this. But if you don't communicate what you're doing or what you're bringing in, then the other person gets frustrated and it's like, oh, you're always on your phone or we're trying to watch a movie and you're on your phone. Well, you're building a business. Just let them know you're in a sprint. And if that time is important, then set the time aside and just be present. So I, and I know you did this yesterday, you scheduled in pool time. Like I did. And I a lot of my time. team was calling me and texting me like, Olivia, she called me. How is your pool time? It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. You know why? Because I scheduled it out. Yes. Yeah. Olivia didn't mean it meanly. She knows I deserve it. But I scheduled out down to the second what time I had to get out of that pool to be there on time. Yes. Like Lynn being like, what? You're in the pool right now? (laughs) She knew I'd be there, right? But yes, I scheduled that out. I'm bringing Haley's relaxing vibes. I thought for sure she'd come in a slick back pony because she ran out of time. And she (laughs) proved me wrong. Your hair was dead. (laughs) 
But we have gone way over, but that's the joy of doing it with somebody fun and getting to talk about the good things. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate you, and we are excited to eventually have you back on next time you come visit. Yay! And that's a wrap. If you like what you heard, make sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, you can listen on Apple, Spotify, and more. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube for video podcast. We'll see you next week.